you can be really very good in uh, understanding people. So be like a Sherlock Holmes or I don't know, Sigmund Freud. But then person can surprise you and you say, wow, so that's really so unexpected. And this is really cool feeling like from the childhood. And so people can surprise me. That's the more thing that I really like about this life when you just can feel something unexpected or you can hear something unexpected and this is like wow this like a moment coming to and illuminating everything around you so it's like a new turn and new side of the diamond This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what people see on television. In reality, Ukrainian people are much better, much more interesting and friendly than other people expect. This podcast is about the real life, experiences, work, and personalities of Ukrainian people with a focus on the capital Kiev, so that foreigners discover the positive truth about Ukraine, hear the voices of Ukrainians, visit the country and invest in the economy, creating more opportunities for the younger Ukrainian generations to stay and build their country. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me and even though he struggled with cancer after that, for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to build orphanages for the children who lost their families in the war. I couldn't return to Ukraine in 2020 because of COVID-19, so this project is my volunteer work to help Ukraine and thank you thank you all so much for the support this podcast now is ranking number one on apple Podcasts about ukraine top 100 travel podcasts in switzerland top 60 travel podcasts in the uk top 60 in norway top 30 in italy top 30 in the netherlands oh my god top 30 in spain top 25 travel podcasts on apple russia top 20 on apple poland and top 10 in south korea so thank you for the support and please keep going, keep supporting and follow the Instagram about this project, Aziz.Future. My guest today is Natalia Shepel from the Kiev Advertising Academy to the Kiev National Economics University to the Digital Marketing Institute affiliated to IMB, from AdLab to STB to Lowe Adventa to seven years at Discovery Inc., as well as managing the communications for Noosphere. Natalia is the marketing lead, Northeast Europe, Central Asia, and the Caucasus at Discovery Communications for the Discovery Channel and Eurosport. She is as well an oceanographer, a free diver, and an INTJ. Natalia, how are you today? 
Oh, uh, thank you. I'm so honored to be here and to speak with you and to be the part of this uh, so amazing podcast about Ukraine. And as I'm Ukrainian, so it's double honor for me to talk about my country and my people and maybe sometimes about my work and hidden gems of Kiev to show that this country was visiting and to speak with people and get deeper and deeper in culture. Thank you. Oh, yes, this is going to be great. And to begin, I'm going to begin with an interesting question. But in your childhood, when was the first time that you fell in love with water and the ocean? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, because I used to live uh, not so very close to the water uh, in the eastern part of Ukraine. So we have only one river. Uh, my native town is named Severodonetsk, uh, in the honor of the river Seversky Donetsk. Uh, but this river is very shallow for now in historical part uh, of Ukraine in uh, Middle Age. that was very, very huge. Uh, but now it's not so great. Uh, and I remember my first time when uh, we went with my family to the Black Sea and I was so much amazed how deep sea is. Uh, I'm a good swimmer uh, and also took part in some competition in my teenager uh, age. And, but my father told me that uh, for girls it will be not so good because my back will be very wide. I will be like a man. So that's why he just got me out of the swimming pool when I turned um, something around 14. And after maybe 25 years of this break, not 25, sorry, when I was 26 years old, I just decided to be back to the water. Uh, and freediving was uh, this first step to understand. So for sure, when you're swimming, you swim from point A to point B, not going very deep in the swimming pool. But for freediving, you can uh, can discover something like 40 meters in the hub, this uh, place, hidden spot for all the elite sportsmen who are doing so. So I fall in love again with water. And it was a huge break. So now we have a renaissance connection and relationship with water. I love that. And you mentioned that the depth of the water and going deep underwater is meaningful to you. Can you describe the feeling of oh. being deep there compared to that feeling of being in a swimming pool and just going in a shallow front and back? What is the difference between the meaning, the feeling, and the sensation? First, you need to cancel your, um, how to say, your primal thinking, your body. You just don't need to breathe. You can imagine. So you need to hold your breath on the surface. And just for two minutes, you are not doing anything, not thinking, not breathing, not moving. Just go down with the rope. So uh, this, this is a good uh, habit to feel relaxed and just to stop yourself from anxiety and all other stuff. And you can see not only uh, the sea beside you and around you, not fishes. So it's not about diving. It's about um, going deeper in your inner soul um, because you really don't put a lot of attention on the water uh, around you. It's, it's different because for swimming, it's definitely sport. You need to compete. You need to be first, uh, faster and faster. But for freediving, you 
you do not allow yourself to 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 be in this competition mood because you need to take care of your own body and your mind. I love that. So I'm wondering whether free diving and going deep is for you a kind of meditation. And therefore, I have to ask, because you mentioned twice the value and the importance for you to stop your thinking. So are you a person who tends to overthink and that your brain runs wild with thoughts? And therefore, to take that break from thinking is really relaxing and freeing for you. Yes, that's true. And I think that everybody now in the modern world are thinking all the time when you're living in, in this, on this earth, uh, you need to analyze what's going on around you, where you need to go, where, how you need to cross the road, uh, what people do think about you, how to behave, what to say, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but on the water, so you have you now these um, gaps and these obstacles around you, so you just need to quit this world. So it's like a small death. And meditation as well. I love that answer. I can hear the INTJ so to wonder specifically about how your brain works, are you a real strategic thinker, which means everything you see, you always imagine the consequences and the future steps that will happen next from every single thing, whether it's crossing the road, like you said, or a project or someone saying something, you already know how it will end in many ways. That's one. And in a way, are you a highly visual thinker and someone with a very vivid imagination? I don't want to give compliments to myself, you know, <laughs> but, but definitely it is because, uh, for example, I'm thinking in three dimension. I mean, so I'm thinking about past, present and future. And also there are maybe a different phases. So, for example, when I'm thinking, uh, my imagination divided into three parts. So I can think about three thoughts in a row. Um, and not all the time with words in my head. So it's not voices like for Jeanne d'Arc. <laughs> it's more about visionary things. So it's like a pictures and uh, being in the movie and also think uh, about some text. So it's like a different and very differentiated way of thinking. And sometimes I'm really overwhelmed with this, uh, like three or four phases and ideas in my mind to develop. I love what you're saying. So now I have to ask, because you said you don't want to give yourself a compliment or be overconfident in a way. And at the same time, you said you were overwhelmed and therefore free diving is in a way to stop that overwhelm and simplify your thoughts to the present moment and to your body. So do you have a kind of love-hate relationship with how your mind works where you see the value, but you as well think of it as maybe not a tool, but in a way it becomes a master because it overwhelms you like you said? Yeah, that's true. So, um, because as for me, so the bad thing about my mind, a lot of hypothesis. So it's a lot of uh, variants what to do and I need to choose all the time. And I think it's a curse for every human being because uh, we have uh, a good will and we have a choice and we need to choose all the time. And when you have a lot of hypothesis, for example, some people need to decide what to do from maybe two or three options. For me, it's from, from five to ten. 
And uh, I'm a free person, so that's why I'm not limited myself uh, to be in one country or be in one place. Or, for example, I'm working now for two jobs and also have my education. So, you know, I have a lot of occupation. I need to prioritize, but sometimes it's really so hard. Yes, it is. And to ask you about, you said, I'm a free person. And earlier you mentioned how your father took you out from swimming because he said... (laughs) Your back will be wide like a man. Mm -hmm. I want to ask, and I'm wondering, did you feel in your childhood that because other people could make the decisions for you, you were not so free? And maybe there was an overcompensation of getting too many options just as a revenge in a way from not having (laughs) options before into saying, no, I won't even have two or three. I want everything so that there are no limits. Yeah, I want everything. So <laughs> that's my behavior. And But I didn't feel that I'm so limited by my father or by my parents or by my country. It was just, um, how to say, um, just an obstacle around me. And uh, now I have a lot of options and that's really good. And I'm enjoying this. So I, I really have fun now. But uh, to live the, well, uh, the life at the fullest. So sometimes that's the opposite side of the coin. So... Uh, but I really like my life. I like this. And I'm noticing too, you're a highly visual person and you think in a spatial term, which means that you think about space and time. And I know you said 3D about past, present and future. So two things. Is it the sense of space and emptiness when you're deep in the ocean that really gives you that silence and that allows your thoughts to stop? and therefore to feel relaxed and calm, which is one question. And second, you didn't speak much about emotions. Are you an emotional person or a highly logical girl? Uh, so let's start from the first point, um, talking about space and silence underwater. So it's really like to be a cosmonaut because it's like the pure and perfect voice. So nothing in there, uh, no sound. Uh, no vision because um, underwater under maybe 30 meters you cannot see a lot of uh, fishes and animals or etc etc it's really pure 100 percent nothing and you have nothing in your brain as well so you can imagine so you're like just an object in the object in the sea in the space so that's why it's really good feeling because nothing can distract you from from this and even not your own thoughts so you're in not uh, real world and not in your imagination it's a really awesome super cool um, and talking about emotions it's a really good question I am really appreciate thank you for this um, sometimes uh, my emotions get over me and uh, that's not so very good because you need to hide this in the small box uh, to make your brain work good uh, because when emotion and uh, subconscious things come into your mind so that can ruin everything like plans and etc 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 because as for me uh, to deal with these emotions uh, i have a specialist uh, my uh, psychologist to talk about this because sometimes i really cannot understand what is going on so this uh, emotion can rule myself and i i I could be afraid so that's why i I try to obey this and i think it's normal for every every person in, in this world because we are we need to to be rational but we are not machines and this is something that we put very, very deeply in our minds and our brains could like be like volcanoes. So, for example, when you're sitting and doing something, bam, 
like memories come into your mind or I don't know you see the cat and you just really the warmest person in the world to have this cat on your hand and to speak with this cat because you can feel something in your heart when you're doing some kind of rational work writing something about your oceanography or other scientific stuff but this human behavior can occur. Thank you very much. I love that answer. And I have to ask, because now I have a hypothesis and you spoke about that, is that you actually, it's not freedom that you value, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but it is control, whether it's control over the emotions, control over the thoughts, control over what you do and what you don't do. And in a way, when you have two jobs and you're studying, it's choosing that you will not only do what people say, but you can control to do more. So can you please comment whether control is more valuable to you or freedom? And that's one. And second, you said this is true for everyone. You said this three times so far in 15 minutes, <laughs> which is a lot. So normally INTJs, some people consider them to be arrogant. So I have to ask you, do you consider yourself to be a normal person and therefore you are similar to everyone? Or do you see similarity in people rather than differences? Or did you were you called arrogant too much and therefore you try to be as humble as possible? Yeah, that's a good question. Let's start from, from the second point because uh, it's really touchy and I, I really like it. Uh, so um, I think that everybody is unique. So I, I'm talking about, again, everybody <laughs> and every person. But uh, so we, we are so complicated and uh, there is no single... Uh, man or woman uh, uh, that is differently the same. So some people are very intelligent. Some people are just very kind. So, But every of us has its own virtue. As for me, if you are talking not in a humble way, I think that I'm very rational and very structured. So I can see on the, uh, I can take a look on the house, uh, on the mess and just understand the links uh, of this event or something or situation and uh, what um, goals could we achieve in this mess or uh, what can we do with this with this situation so it's like my super super ability and talking about the first question could you remind this the first question the first you... question is about control versus ah, freedom uh-huh okay so um i think it's um to control the freedom uh, that's the freedom as it is, uh, because when you can set your own rules and when you can follow these rules and just be honest with yourself, um, just to understand your values, that's the freedom. Uh, when you need to be under control of other rules and when you feel uncomfortable, uncomfortable, uh, that that means that you are not free. So that's why it's uh, con um, there is no freedom without control. Uh, because in other way, it's just an anarchy and uh, you need to be aligned with this anarchy and every even anarchy has its own rules, but you cannot get it sometimes. I mean, not you like you, but like a person. I mean, so every person. So control is a good I, thing. Important I like this. And I feel honestly, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that to you, you like order and you really, really dislike anarchy or chaos. And one of them, it could be like you said, you put your emotions in a box because when the thoughts come up 
or the emotions. That is the force of entropy or chaos or anarchy that comes and messes up your logic and your plans, which is not good, which means in many ways the drive in your life is drive towards order. And you call that freedom with control. The word I would prefer, and please tell me if this is appropriate, it's autonomy. So are you someone who is in many ways trying to bring order and fight chaos in every way that you can, whether it's your thoughts, your plans, or like you said, if you see uh, there's organized room, you bring it into order through a goal of what should be achieved, and that is your superpower. So please comment on this idea of the drive you might have, if it's correct, for order and to fight any kind of chaos, or like you said, anarchy. Uh, that's a very good question because I'm starting thinking to myself now, do I really like emotion and a mess? Because as for me, so for example, uh, the development of every single system and the structure. So uh, at the beginning, we have uh, uh, like a big theory, we have a mess and we need to structure this because we are human beings and we need to, I don't know, just to understand something and to put links everywhere just to uh, adapt this reality. And then the structure is working, 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 because, for example, you can take a look on the Soviet Union uh, period of time, that, and, and every country, so people have laws and have the rules just to rule the society and just to live in the, in the better world. I mean, so or not uh, uh, do something against violence, because violence is a part of the mess. But at the some point, uh, at the very moment, sometimes, tipping point, uh, that doesn't work anymore. And mass begin and the time for creativity. And I really like when the system and structure is not so stable and frozen because it's dead uh, in that way. When everything is perfect, that means it's death. So that's why you need to allow some creativity. And uh, in my way of thinking, in my mindset, I can allow some mass and some emotions, but maybe not like a hundred percent, not to be ruled by this, because uh, we perceive our world with emotions. Yes. So we go to the street, we understand, is it cold for us or is it warm? We can perceive it with our feelings and feel something, but then we can decide. So it's cold. I need to put my hat on or I, I need to do something. So we are just perceiving everything with our emotions, with our senses, and just bring this to the consciousness state of mind and just understand what to do and how to rule uh, things in our life and how to go further. So that's why it's like a balance, but in my life, I prefer to have these emotions like a helping tool to, to be in this world, in this reality, but to rule myself and to behave only by my consciousness. Thank you. Wonderful. And so I have two questions, and one is, I guess, I guess, and please correct me if this is wrong, that in many ways you feel there aren't many or any people in the world who truly understand you. And I think you will say everyone feels like this, but speak about yourself, please, specifically. And so maybe it's in a way that you feel both that human beings are there and it's important to interact in the way that you interact with people but in many ways, it's you who understand yourself and discover more and more about yourself than other people do. So, okay, I don't want to ask many questions. So please, can you comment on whether this is true? So uh, talking about do people understand me? Mm, I think, yes, sometimes when I want 
them to understand me. So I, I can describe myself or what do I need to do or my goals because it's my kind of motivation when I need to coordinate and cooperate with people or with my friends to, to be in the group, to develop some ideas. So to go somewhere, for example, just for snowboarding and so on. So I can describe my feelings, my wants and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'm trying all my best and I think it's a life path and maybe a goal in my life uh, to how to say, uh, to um, describe my way of thinking and mindset and to find um, the similarity and the way of thinking from, from the other people. And when it's a match, so this person can co- come close to me and I can come close to this circle. And so we are creating like a group of the people to understand the world better. It works for everything like work and education and etc. etc. Because when you would like to be... Um, appreciate it and uh, be in in the group, in the tribe, for example. Uh, you need to make some efforts, not to be this uh, very single person, like I'm the cleverest here or I'm uh, not like you, I'm better than you. So no, no, no. You need to be on the same level with uh, persons around you and describe. So I'm doing my best, but no, nobody is perfect. So sorry for the generalization, nobody and everybody, but that's my way of understanding the world and people around me. So I put uh, some characters, and that's why we are talking about sociology. So it's not sociology, but uh, socionics, because INTG is a part of uh, Myers-Briggs topology that's coming from the Jung. But it's also a way of structure and just to put... Um, sorry for this words, for these rude things, but put personalities on some shelves uh, in your mindset just to understand how to behave and what can you tell them and how can you be uh, with such type of people, different types of people. Thank you. And I'm sensing, and again, please correct me if this is wrong, that you're very pragmatic. You look for the effective way to be and you behave in that way. And therefore, I have a more of a philosophical question, and maybe it's two parts. One, do you trust your instincts? And did you have times where you did what was instinctive to you and you thought that people thought, oh my God, she is so different and weird. So you try to understand the pragmatic way to put people on a shelf and categorize and know what to do. So that is one, as well as to understand more about how your brain works, do you always categorize everything? And do you get to points in time where you think, I should not categorize so much because it's a bit of a a logical way to live and I wish I was someone more free-flowing? Or do you just love it and therefore you say, this is who I am? And finally to say, well, if you are doing what works, Are you then being yourself or being what people would like, if you understand what I mean? Okay, so it's a very wide question. So we start with uh, categorizing. Um, So uh, to be honest, I'm uh, not judgmental, uh, but it's usually so easy to put a label on the person at the beginning. For example, when you meet somebody, you start the conversation, you just can understand this person is introvert or extrovert, for example. I think that a lot of people doing this. 
And so do I need to express myself and be very emotional? Because this person can react to emotions more than a rational way. So it's not like a machine learning or artificial intellects, no. But it's uh, some kind um, of the habit when you're working with a lot of people. For example, I'm working for communication with a lot of countries. And you think about mentality, for example. Okay, so these guys, they are from Eastern parts. So that's why they would like to meet uh, a lot. So they uh, don't like to have letters or emails so that's why I need to be uh, on the ground and just to go for the dinner and something else it's this question of mentality when we're talking about western people so it's another approach and uh, this labeling really helps me at the beginning but after that so after this first step uh, a lot of surprises come into to to communication because um, okay, this uh, only like one percent of the iceberg, so it's just the top, and you, you, so you in the circle, uh, you break the ice and start the conversation. So it's like to knock the right door, you know, uh, just to be accepted. And then when you accept it, you really can start the normal and uh, very interesting and deep conversation. So it just. Um, how to say, special and personal etiquette for everybody. So it's like, I would like to be, um, how to say, to speak the same language. So it's not about categorizing. Uh, I'm not offended, <laughs> never, but just uh, trying to explain you um, how how it's working for myself. Because when you're talking about uh, uh, different types of people and you're talking with introvert and trying to be close with uh, this person, closer, so like your face is two or three minutes yeah, so uh, that's just a question of personal etiquette for me. I understand. And this is my thought on this. And please correct me if you disagree and you said you're never offended, but this is not offensive, but it's a mm -hmm. nice attitude, of course. Look, when you work in corporate environment, you have to be working with people who don't share the same values as yourself. And therefore, it's very important to compromise and to adapt and to be communicating to them in their language like you spoke about but in other ways whether it's an entrepreneur or someone who has more autonomy you can actually be more yourself and then let people self-select whether they're your kind of people with the same values and you mentioned in the beginning that you do that with friendships etc whether you select and screen people first based on shared values and goals and commonalities. Well, you can be yourself and then let people choose to be involved with you if they like the way you are and the people who aren't will go and therefore it's a lot more, a lot more effective and efficient and it requires a lot more energy and is a lot more authentic. But in a corporate environment, this is not possible. You can comment on this as this is my own thought about it. And you mentioned your values. Do you know your values? I know mine. I have an acronym. It's FIGA, which is freedom, <laughs> mm -hmm. intimacy, growth, autonomy, and health. So those are my, my five values. If you can comment on yours, if you know them, of course. Yeah, sure. I know my values. So I just formed this maybe two or three years ago um, after this uh, period of use when you're just trying to understand what's going on in this world around you and who you are. So for, for the moment, I really know who I am. Uh, yes. So as for me, that's 
um, it's not described in one word because uh, I really appreciate people who can think not only about their own country but about the world around them. So they are just attracted by uh, higher priorities and can work uh, with others or communicate with others, not thinking about uh, where are you from or what language to speak or other things, but to be connected for some how to say, uh, something more important for, for the earth even. So sorry for this pathetic, but anyway, other things that I really think that's a virtue, that's a kindness. Uh, yeah, sure, you, you can be uh, whoever you want. You can be smart or, or not, beautiful or not, but people must be kind with each other. So my boss told me about this five years ago, and this is key priority for me when I just trying when I'm sorting auctions and understand, okay, that will be good for business. That could be good for, I don't know, some other reasons. But if I behave in such way, if I have chosen this path, for example, this option B from three, um, and that could show my kindness to other persons. So definitely I will choose this. So being cosmopolitan, non-judgmental, and kind, if I might summarize, is this correct? Yes, that's true. Wonderful. And to ask you, because I love you sharing some memories, and you have traveled a lot, correct? That's true, a lot. <laughs> if you can compare, what is the culture of Ukrainian people and Ukraine to other places, maybe you, it's, of course, a really big question, but if you can choose an example or a way to describe, of course, that's one. And second, do you have a story of like going somewhere for the first time from Ukraine and feeling some kind of culture shock that you didn't know people can be so different to Ukrainians and then you learned to begin to adapt and discover the attitudes of different people? Okay, so uh, talking about Ukrainians, I think that we really don't know our potential because I, I was traveling quite a lot and I saw a lot of people. And for example, for Ukrainians, it's like a feeling that we are, uh, we, we can pretend to be, I don't know, uh, on, on the uh, very, very high positions, but people are so shy and so humble sometimes in educational circles, in professional, so they just quitting and just uh, keep silence for some sorts, for very brilliant sorts. And I, sometimes I would like to push them <laughs> and just say something. So because we were talking with you about some ideas uh, about discovery or, uh, I don't know, oceanography again, but why you're keeping this works inside you. I think that this idea is really worth spreading like TED, uh, TEDx uh, motto. So that's why that's one thing that really make me so upset about my country is that people really can be everywhere and do everything, but they just limited themselves. They would like to limit themselves. So I don't know why for this reason. Maybe it's like a heritage from the Soviet Union that you must be silent and must be equal to each other. No, <laughs> this is the time to, to express yourself dear Ukrainians. And I, I try to tell it to, to every of my friends and um, other colleagues and even to my parents and to my mother. So just just to express yourself to, to your friends. Don't be so, 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 so quiet about cultural shock. Um, honestly, I, I don't remember. So because I was traveling 
uh, in the European Union most of the time. So, and also Kazakhstan and CIS countries, uh, Nepali. Uh, but I, I don't see the very, very big difference uh, in people. So everybody would like to be appreciated. Everybody would like to talk with foreigners. Um, everybody was so open to me. So. I, I really can feel that I'm mm, like a local everywhere. So, okay, speaking English, but anyway, so I didn't feel any gaps or breaks with other people and just to be shocked by something because shock is the part that you uh, cannot fit, that you don't belong. That's why you can be shocked. But as for me, it was always like different types of people, but everybody is so warm and close and not shocking me so much. Yes, that's your cosmopolitan attitude speaking, and I like it. And you mentioned about Ukrainian people, how they keep their thoughts to themselves, and there is a level of being reserved. Well, some of the guests, especially girls, they say, well, many people in Ukraine, especially even themselves, have a very serious face, even if they are, have good emotions inside. And I'm wondering about you, since you have this uniqueness and you said, yes, everyone in the world is unique. And I agree. But also culture affects a lot of people in many ways. So to ask you, do you notice that Ukrainian people have serious faces? And you, yeah, and I, I, do you I have a serious face? I, I can explain it. Sometimes I have serious face, sometimes not. So it depends on my mood. Uh, but uh, you need to admit that it's a very cold country. <laughs> and people are not so warm in cold countries usually. So maybe in Sweden or somewhere else, so when life is really good and beautiful and unicorns everywhere with rainbows, that's like this. But uh, in Ukraine, I think that we have this destiny and also about mentality. So um, I think that also depends uh, on the literature and the culture uh, things in our life. When you t can take a look on Shevchenko poems or Lesia Ukrainka, it's all the time about fighting uh, with the life around you. So, like somebody put in our brains that life is harsh and we need to go through this life. And I think that maybe someday that will be changed. But people sometimes so afraid that, okay, so today is very good, but tomorrow. I don't know what can be tomorrow. So it's unstable thing. So that's why maybe I'm so structured just to obey this house and just to, to, to be there. Just, okay, for tomorrow I can plan something so to be happy a bit. I agree with you. And that reminds me also of the quote from Einstein that the most important question that any human being should answer is, is the world a friendly place? And you said because of the poems and the literature, there is a lot of, ingrained imprinted thoughts that life is harsh so i have to ask you because you mentioned literature what is your most favorite piece of literature or book or genre or whatever uh from ukrainian or not <laughs> you personally from anywhere in the world since you are a citizen of the world i believe more than anything um so i i want to say that i fall in love so easy, <laughs> even with books. So, for example, now I'm reading Kurt Vonnegut uh, and his Cradle for Cat, if I pronounce properly the name of this book. Um, yeah, and I, I really think that he is amazing and this is my favorite book for now, for this week. But for tomorrow, I don't know, maybe I will read some fowls 
or uh, Knut Gamsun and just or Sway can be like oh the biggest fan of this. But talking about, for example, Ukrainian literature, because I, I would like to share uh, with people who listen to this podcast that Ukrainian literature it's not only about these uh, sad stories uh, about uh, people uh, from village or so on. So very good uh, book uh, that was written at the beginning of the last century by Valerian Pidmohilny. Uh, the book name is City, Mister, Misto. Uh, and this is very interesting story about uh, the boy who came to Kiev um, after village and he trying to be a citizen now so but with his cultural heritage and his behavior and mindset he would like to to belong to the society and i think it's also um, sometimes about a lot of ukrainians and people who are trying to change their life and go to um big cities like new york and um so uh, and London and just trying to make the click in their minds and uh, not to be lost in the city but do something and just uh, j- just to understand the world better so this book is really cool not so long and I can really recommend it wonderful and since you already explained why that book is great I would like to ask you, you said you're now in love with one specific book and maybe tomorrow you all break up and get (laughs) in love with a new book. And I don't know how you are in life. Maybe you also have the same in your relationships where you're always breaking up every week. But (laughs) let me ask you about that book specifically. Why did you think the writer, the author is so brilliant? And why is that book so wonderful? Uh, I think that Kurt Vonnegut, uh, he, he can make jokes from everything because this book, um, I, I would like to find this in English if you, if you have time. Cradle for Cat, so we have this uh, in, in Russian, but I don't think it's the right translation of the book because it's very wide known. Uh, Cat's Cradle, Cat's Cradle, yeah. Uh, this is a story about Nobel Prize um, scientist uh, who made nuclear bomb, uh, and uh, the person uh, who is the author of this book, um, uh, he he, uh, he 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 knew his uh, children, and so this is also a story about Latin America uh, in the sixties. So it's really interesting, um, how to say, point of view, what was going on in this period of time in people's minds. So what they were thinking about when they creating something that can destroy really everything, but in a very sophisticated and humor way. So that's why it's a big joy, but you can feel this um, sadness when you're reading this. Okay, so it's fun, but underneath... So it's really, really the awful and very tragic story. And I like these uh, things when uh, something is uh, covered with a very funny way of thinking, but deeply inside it's, I don't know, the, the saddest and the darkest part of uh, human's life. Thank you. And may I ask then, not specifically something funny, but covering up something sad, but you said in people, you form a hypothesis based on where they are from and some ideas. And then sometimes you get surprises. So do you like it? Not in this tragic way, but when someone you expect them to be some way 
And then when you get to know them, they surprise you with how they are. And is that one of the most enjoyable things you have in human interaction? Yeah, I really like this. And I think it's the best part of the communication when all your thoughts, so you can be really very good in understanding people. So be like a Sherlock Holmes or I don't know, Sigmund Freud. But then person can surprise you and you say, wow, so that's really so unexpected. And this is really cool feeling like from the childhood. And so people can surprise me. That's the more things that I really like about this life when you just can feel something unexpected or you can hear something unexpected. And this is like, wow, this like a moment coming to and illuminating everything around you. So it's like a new turn and new side of the diamond. Because I think that people are really brilliant, so they can do everything. And I'm one of the humans, so that's why I really appreciate the species. I love it. I imagine you're like Archimedes when he had his Eureka moment that you run out of the bath. Eureka, Eureka. And that's the best <laughs> feeling for you when the neural pathways connect in a new way and they release the neurochemicals that feel so good. So that's to you, maybe your addiction. You're addicted to Eureka and discovery, and that's why you work <laughs> in the discovery channel. So maybe uh, <laughs> now you know. <laughs> now I know the truth. And to ask you, since you have a lot of this kind of wisdom and everything, let's say someone listening, maybe they need to hear advice that you have been thinking about or that you think is valuable. What would you share? Something from your heart that means a lot to you as advice that you wish someone said to you before, maybe someone listening can benefit. Oh, uh -huh. so I am not such a great box of wisdom, but I would like to recommend everybody just to, how to say, just to appreciate the way of learning and just to find your way of learning because education is everywhere. So you can learn from everything, from everybody even from the baddest person, the worst person in your life, so that can be your teacher. Even just, um, I don't know, a subject on the table can be your teacher. So just to try to think not so shallow sometimes, but take time and uh, think, think all the time, yeah. But have breaks with free diving sometimes. So don't think so shallow. And isn't that really a metaphor between the swimming in the swimming pool and diving deep in the ocean? So if I ask you then, is it really what you appreciate about life or everything that has depth, whether it's the depth of the ocean, the depth of the people, the depth of the learning? And often the shallow doesn't tell us what is deep. So when people surprise you, that's finding their deep part which the shallow part doesn't show the ocean when you go deep you didn't know because you never experienced it before and the shallow is different to the deep and in the learning that maybe the first reaction to someone bad in your life is to reject them but if you go deep you can find lessons so if you as a person as are you someone who always likes to go into the depth of things and that's where you find the value the joy and the fulfillment Yes, because I don't want to be bored. <laughs> when yeah, when you are thinking shallow and just to um I, I don't know, not not to force yourself for uh some areas and not to I don't know, make an effort just to try to think. 
uh, more than this just cover of something. So I don't want to be bored. That's the just thing in my life. Wow. So I have to ask you about the Henry Thoreau quote that most people in the world live lives of quiet desperation and you don't want to be bored. So to ask you, and I know you're not bored and you're always fascinated by people, but in general, do you feel that many people in the world live a life where they are bored? Mm, I don't think so because I can't judge people about their life. I don't know their life. So maybe for me, so somebody sitting in the village with a ghost, it's a boring person, but it's not so. And I have a lot of evidences that this village life is really something that's like another way of thinking. So how can I say that something is bored? I mean, so lifestyle, when I have no clue <laughs> what do they do when I'm not in their shoes, because I would like to step away from this judgment judgments at all so everybody has its own meaning maybe i just cannot get this or maybe it's not my own things but i cannot never i cannot say that this is boring this life their life great so may i ask you something do you feel happy when you discover you were wrong because then you learn some better way and you improve or are you like some people who try to be correct even if they're wrong no, I, I, I'm adult, <laughs> so that's why I can't be wrong. I can't afford this. Uh, because to be wrong, okay, so you're not perfect. So maybe I don't have a crown on my head after. But to be wrong, that's okay, because you cannot be all the time right. And I don't play these games. Okay, I, I'm wrong, but I, pre I pretend to be the right. Like I'm the high-nosed person in the, in the room. So no, that's, that's really so. How can you be right all the time? Never. <laughs> I agree with you very much. And this can go on for a long time, but now it's a good time to end. Can you share, if people want to communicate with you to learn more about you and your work, what are the best links or social media to go? And I will write them in the description. Okay, so I'm not a big fan of Instagram. Uh, because I don't have these fancy photos, sorry. <laughs> I'm usually in Facebook, so Natalie Shepard is my Facebook name and my real name, so nothing super special and nothing super surprise. So really write me in Facebook if you want, we can talk about oceanography because it's really interesting because only two oceanographers in uh, Ukraine like a students and I would like to develop this uh, direction more and more, so I think that's, that's really a important in the time of the climate change and various agreements and so I can talk about this for ages really or about any other stuff about TV so we can talk about everything just, just ask just knock to my Facebook I'm very open to everybody thank you and I wish you a great day thank you that was really good pleasure and thank you for questions because I didn't expect that it would be so psychology oriented thing because i was thinking about other stuff and i'm surprised and you know that i like to be surprised so this was a really big gift from you thank you <laughs> <laughs>